0: Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host Lily Moieri. I've been a music journalist since 1992 and I interview a lot of music related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Pictures of Lily podcast. This is episode 27, the penultimate episode of this year. Thank you for all your support. Every single listener or viewer number is exciting and motivating for us. We really do appreciate your giving us 10 minutes of your time. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com, where you can subscribe or follow us, and also connect to us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. Although it's really best to listen to the podcast straight from the source at picturesoflily.com. Oh, Mr. Kirk, I'm afraid as you to learn Dexter's 2 and 3, but surely expulsion is not the answer. I'm afraid expulsion is the only answer. It is the opinion of the entire staff that Dexter is criminally insane. Same, sane, sane. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my experiences interviewing the Avalanches, whom I spoke to 20 years ago and then again this year for Under the Radar magazine. That boy needs therapy. That boy needs therapy. Here are a few snapshots of my experiences interviewing the Avalanches. The Avalanches burst onto the international music scene in 2000. They seemed to come out of nowhere and be everywhere all at once. Everything about them was vague. How many people were in the band? Were they an actual band? How did they perform their music live? How did they put together such a mishmash of samples and make it sound so good? How did they get all those samples cleared? Just to catch you up on the avalanches, they are from Australia, and their music style, which is called Plunderphonics, is just that. They plunder, or take, phonics, or sounds, from not only recognizable songs, but really obscure ones as well. I would venture to say that not since DJ Shadows introducing... Have people been this excited about creativity with samples? At least not in my corner of the music world. I I world I I was just as excited as everyone else about Avalanches, and I interviewed them for Yahoo at the time of the release of their debut, Since I Left You. I can tell you right now that the interview was 100% incomprehensible. I understood very little of what Darren Seltman, who was one of the two main members in the band at the time, was telling me. I found that old article, and there are only two quotes from Darren in the whole thing. And I have to credit my editor, Lindsay Parker, for making sense of the gibberish I sent her and turning it into something readable. When the Avalanches returned with Wildflower after a 16-year absence, I was very hyped to hear the album but adamantly refused to interview them as I felt I still couldn't make sense of them. Wildflower is just as fantastic as Since I Left You and I finally got to see them play live in 2017. Darren had told me back in 2000 that he had broken his legs twice on stage in seven months. He wasn't in the band any longer and there were no broken bones that I was aware of. Darren also had called the live show emotionally incredible. And even if he wasn't in the band any longer, the show was exactly that. This year, the Avalanches came back with their third album, We Will Always Love You, which is just as amazing as the previous two albums. And I venture to say that I was interested in interviewing them to my editor at Under the Radar magazine, Mark Redfern, but that I was concerned because of my prior experience. Next thing I know, the interview was already booked. I spoke to both Robbie Chater, who was one of the core members with Darren, and Tony DeBlaise, who was one of the only members of the original collective who has stuck it out with Robbie. I found out many, many things during these interviews, which, by the way, were thoroughly comprehensible. First of all, Robbie is a recovering addict. Every time we hear an Avalanche's album, it's a sign that he has once again completed a recovery program and is clean. That's why it took so long between the first album and the second one. He had many relapses and health setbacks during those years that stopped him from being able to complete anything. This is what Robbie told me. I didn't have a very good relationship with myself until I was much older. I was very shy with very low self-esteem. Drinking was a way I could numb myself, make myself feel better. I didn't realize how negative I was toward myself internally. My thinking was very self-critical, no self-love whatsoever. It took a long time for that to grow in me. That was part of the work of recovering. How can you be a part of the world when you're disconnected from yourself? Talking about it now, I realize it was all in me. I was able to express it in art even when I didn't have the skills to connect with the world in any other way. Yes. I found Robbie very endearing and felt a weirdly instinctual need to protect him. But speaking to him made me really want to talk to Tony and see what it was like for him to stick it out with the avalanches when the driving force of the band is in such distress so much of the time. I know that the people around an addict suffer quite often more than the addict themselves. This is what Tony told me. It wasn't just Robbie. I was partying a lot back then. I was a bit out of control, definitely quite loose back in my day. It was just weird how quickly time flew. We had so much of Wildflower from 2008. I was like, next year it's going to come out. It was this carrot on a stick thing where every year it would be like, you watch guys, it's going to be out next year. Everyone would laugh at me because I kept saying it, but in my mind, I really believed it. That was pretty torturous. It's just that disappointment after each year was really hard to put up with. Still, I'm pretty determined, dog with a bone stuff. Let's just keep doing it. There are a lot of collaborators on We Will Love You, including Johnny Marr and Nana Cherry and Jamie XX and Leon Bridges. I thought the collaborators would keep the avalanches on track with releasing, but Tony said that wasn't it, that Robbie was actually staying on track himself. This is what Robbie told me. To be completely honest, it's time-consuming to make those records. I don't know that we had it in us right now to spend another five or eight years in the studio. You give up a big part of your life. We enjoyed touring the Wildflower album so much, we wanted to make another record quickly. I remember Tony saying to me, I want to be a normal band, put out records regularly, not be this thing that takes forever. We thought, let's just try and make a record quicker, work with a friend of ours, Andy, who's a great keyboard player, and enjoy the experience of making an album with other musicians, rather than just the two of us locked away for years. Almost like a lifestyle choice. The caliber of musicians the Avalanches have on their albums, not just this one, but the last one as well, you would just assume that everyone would say yes to them, but this is what Tony told me. Every time someone says yes to us, it is a surprise and we're always grateful for it. It's what made this whole album. And that's my snapshot of my experience interviewing the Avalanches. Incomprehensible 20 years ago, very comprehensible in 2020. Ready to burst, like I'm crying in the car. You can eventually read the whole interview in Under the Radar magazine, and it will be linked on picturesoflily.com when it is available online. <laughs> Our next episode is another Bloopers episode, hosted by Lawrence, and entirely at my expense. I have to throw myself on his mercy and hope that he doesn't make me sound too bad, but I have to admit I found the first one extremely hilarious, and I'm looking forward to hearing what he does with all my mess-ups this time. Every word you say, every you play, every From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lawrence Schroeder, thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube.